Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I am your host, Perseus Poku. We welcome you all to this episode as an extension of our series on the attributes of God. And this is the eighth attribute uh, that we're going to cover today, dealing with God's love. God's love. And uh, for some of us, uh, you probably are saying to yourself, well, I've been in church, I've read the Bible, and um, I know about God's love. God loves us uh, unconditionally. Uh, God is love. We've seen that phrase even on bumper stickers. And I'm hoping that this episode uh, gives you some insights concerning God and his love for humanity. But in terms of God's love, um, we can say that God is uh, omni- uh, benevolent, meaning that he's all loving and all good. We can say that God is omnibenevolent and that he's uh, all loving and all good. Uh, God uh, loves himself and in him loving himself in the infinite way, um, he dispenses that love to us in the finite way. Even though we use the same terms, Um, The human type of love is really a small sample size of the type of love that God possesses and that God dispenses. So uh, God's love in himself is something that we as humans can't fully grasp. But we know uh, from a finite way what love is like. And then when God loves us, uh, there's two dimensions to love. Um, in his love, uh, God wants to be in union with the beloved, and God wishes the best for the beloved. So there's two aspects of love. God wants to be in union with the beloved, and uh, God desires the best for the beloved. And we find that in God perfectly. He uh, wants to be in union with us, And he desires the best for us. Now, in humanity, we oftentimes apply that imperfectly. Uh, Sometimes we desire the best for those that we love. But uh, unfortunately, in some relationships, uh, due to sin, we can't be in union with those individuals. So let me explain. It's uh, definitely acceptable to love someone ontologically but yet realize that uh, relationship with those individuals may be unhealthy, so I can't be around them. So you can love someone. That doesn't stop you loving them. But sometimes we have to love some people from afar. And so in God, we find that love perfectly. God doesn't have to worry about 
relationships and negativity rubbing off on him. God doesn't have to worry about being in union with us and our flaws uh, rubbing off on him. Whereas we that are humans, we have to worry about that. Um, we, 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 we have to consider that, that we can love someone so much. And if we spend so much time around them, some of their habits may rub off on us. Uh, being around them can, can cause us uh, to become unhealthy because of stress and because of the situations that they put themselves in. But in God, God doesn't have to worry about that. He's total love. He's, he has perfect love. God has actual love, and that love is perfect. It's not imperfect. It is perfect. So let's look at some of the scriptures that reminds us of God and his love. And we will start with um, Isaiah 54 and 10. And Isaiah 54 and 10, it says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who, in, who has compassion on you. So again, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. So nature may go through changes, and regardless of what happens in this life, God has unfailing love for us. His love extends. His love is limitless. God loves us without reservations, and he loves us regardless of what happens uh, in nature and regardless of what happens in this life. God loves us. And he, even though despite what Israel had done over and over again, uh, whoring after other gods, chasing after other gods and erecting uh, demigods and, and erecting um, statues for uh, those things that were not God, but that they started to uh, worship those things, God still loved them. God still loved them. So God can love us ontologically, but yet not accept every worship. I'm going to say that again. God can love us ontologically, meaning as a being, as as someone that exists. God loves us. Even uh, people that have not accepted Christ, God loves them ontologically. But until they accept Christ, um, they won't have that closeness with him. They will not uh, be able to enjoy eternity with him. So God loves all humanity. uh, But our worship is what he's looking for. He wants us to accept his son and then to give him uh, um, our best, to give him all of us. He, God wants uh, to have a loving relationship with us, and that's what we ought to be pursuing is a God type of love uh, in a finite way. God loves us, and these scriptures remind us that God is love, meaning that God is the standard of love. So when we're ready to give up on people, let's think about how God love extends. God doesn't give up on us. He's always pulling for us to turn our face back to him through his son, Jesus the Christ. God is pulling for us. So when we are saved, we have access to the power source that God provides. God wants us 
to tap into his power when we're weak, when we are ready to give up. God wants us to tap into his power. When we are perplexed, God wants us to tap into that power. And all of this is based on his love for humanity and definitely his love for his children. And then the next uh, scripture, which we are all familiar with, is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his, his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So God's love extends to us the greatest gift we can all, uh, ever be given, and that's Jesus Christ. He loved us so much, he gave us his very best, and that's Jesus the Christ. So we find that love is not uh, just uh, a, a verb, uh, an adjective. God, uh, love is also a verb. Uh, it's not enough to say I love you, but to actually show you and demonstrate to you that I love you means something totally different. And so God not only loves us as an adjective, he loves us as a verb. He showed to humanity that he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, or only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe it on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us his best through the personage of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about God and us loving him, we have to give God our best. If we want to emulate God, if we say we're Christians, we have to give God our very best. We can't continue to say we love God and not follow his statutes. I love what 1 John 4 and 20 says that uh, if you say you love God whom you have not seen, uh, how, uh, and you say you love God whom you have not seen, but yet hate your brother who you do see on a regular basis. So we can't say we love God and then mistreat other people. We can't say we love God and can't get along with other people. If we love God, then that power that's connected with God uh, that's offered to us allows us to tap, uh, to tap into that same power so we can uh, overcome the things we don't want to do, even though we know we ought to do because God has mandated it. So again, John 3.16, another scripture that talks about um, God and his love is 1 John 4 and 16. And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Again, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So basically, John again is uh, writing this and to, the, and to his audience, he's telling them, we already know this fact that uh, God has love for us and that the love of God we can depend on. We can rely on the love of God. We don't have to worry about it. The, the, the love of God uh, is not inconsistent. God doesn't love us today and then hate us tomorrow. Um, but let me say this. The love of God doesn't mean that God' uh, love doesn't compel him to still serve as our judge. God's love and justice are on the same side of the coin. Uh, the scriptures remind us uh, that because God loves us and because he's our father, he chastises us. 
what good father doesn't chastise the child that he, he loves? So in the same way, God loves us, and on the same coin, because he loves us, he chastises us. He, he keeps us away from things. God uh, um, doesn't give us certain things that we ask for because he knows we have the potential to destroy ourselves. And because God sees yesterday, today, and tomorrow, uh, and because he loves us so much, there are some things that we're praying for that God is not going to give us because he knows we're not ready for it. Number two, he realizes that if he gave it to us, we would destroy ourselves. And so God sets boundaries in our lives because he loves us. And this love is exhibited every single day. Every single day uh, when I wake up, I'm reminded of God's love. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. I I, I read the word and, and I'm remembered or, 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 or I'm reminded of how loving our God is. And every day that I wake up, it's an example of his love. It's an example of his, of his uh, 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 immense uh, agape love, uh, his unconditional love. God loves us. So even though uh, we, we, we may be feeling vulnerable at times, even though um, uh, we feel the stress of life, even though um, he doesn't come when we think he ought to come. God is reliable, and his love is reliable. His love is constant. Whoever lives in love lives in God. So it's not about just lip service. If you say you love God, then there, are to be, there ought to be some action behind it. If I say I love you and uh, I don't put some action behind it, then it's just lip service. It's just talk. But in God, if we say we love God, there are things that we do because he's asked us and told us to, uh, that we ought to do it. Uh, God tells us to pray. And then he says, pray without ceasing. So at all times, we're praying. We're praying because I love God and he loves me. And I think he's more important than my feelings. I think he's more important than my education. I think he's more important than those uh, uh, relationships that I have. I think he's more important than uh, my own reasoning and intellect. I love God that much. And that's what God expects of us is to be in a loving relationship with him. And as a result of this relationship, we respond accordingly. Um, What does it look like to love God? Not only do we pray to him, but we are reading his word. Uh, we are studying his word. Uh, we are uh, putting ourselves in a position where we're learning more about God's kingdom agenda. We are putting ourselves in a position where we're learning more about um, God and, and, and his ways and his will and uh, his statutes. We, we, we are putting ourselves in a position to learn more about heavenly information because uh, we weren't born with this information. Once we accept Christ, we afforded the opportunity to learn more about God and his love. And the Holy Spirit that we receive once we accept him, he helps us to better understand what God's love is all about. God's love is not uh, it's not fickle. God's love is constant. It can't be trusted. God's love is not up and down. God's love is constant. 
So God is always doing everything that he says he's going to do because he loves us. And we ought to try as human beings to give him our best. We pray. We study his words. We follow his instructions by application. We are applying what we learn from him because we love him. And if we have the love of God in our hearts, then we are open to sharing the good news. Uh, We are open to uh, telling people about Jesus because God is love and because he loves us, because he saved us uh, uh, due to his love, uh, we we are witnesses of what God can do. And so uh, we pick up on his ways. We pick up on what he likes and doesn't like. We pick up on uh, uh, godliness in terms of uh, uh, righteousness and virtue. We pick up on these things because we've been spending time around God. And we learn about his love. And the question is, are we going to pick up on God's love? Are we going to emulate in a finite way uh, how God loves? And these scriptures remind us that God's love is reliable. We need to be reliable. People ought to be able to come to us and experience God's finite love in our lives because we know him. Whoever lives in love lives in God. So are we living in love? And if you, if you're, if you say that you are living in love, then that means that you're living in God. That means that you are living in a righteous way. And, and, and if you're living in a righteous way, then that means that God is in you. God is in you. You, you, you were sealed until the day of redemption. Um, the Holy Spirit is evidence that you're saved. And it's, and it's a result. It's a testament to God's love in our hearts. It's, it's a testament to God's love in our lives. And God wants us to exhibit love in our relationship. God wants us to exhibit love to other people. Uh, do you have love for other people? And so when God loves us, he loves us perfectly. And he wants us to uh, go forth and exhibit that type of love in a finite way. Romans eight thirty seven through 39. No, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a beautiful, beautiful verse. Paul boldly proclaims that in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. God loves us. Then he paints a picture. He said he's convinced that neither death nor life, death nor life. So if we die as Christians, we will experience God's love. If we're alive, we will experience God's love. We're not going to let allow death to separate us from the love of God. We're not going to allow de- uh, life, meaning that uh, uh, us living, to separate us from the love of God. You may be asking yourself, how can life separate us from the love of God? Well, just look all around us. There are people who the Lord has blessed 
to be alive, but they refuse to turn their, uh, uh, their ways towards him. They refuse to acknowledge him as God. We have things, we have groups, uh, rather, that um, are proud to be atheists or atheists, and that basically saying no God. Uh, you, you got groups saying that they're agnostics. Um, they're not sure that there's a God to the, uh, due to uh, lack of evidence. You have all, all of these type of uh, philosophies in this world. They, they, they're living, but they don't have abundant life. And so it's, it's indeed uh, a sad case that there are people living, but yet living without God. And, and even so, God still loves those people. He still loves them ontologically, but if they want to uh, have a righteous life, if they want to live more abundantly, they need to come by his son. So we're not going to allow death. We're not going to allow life to uh, get in the way of God's love or our relationship uh, with God rooted in love. So if the Lord has blessed you, and a lot of, a lot of people have been blessed, if the Lord has blessed you, um, we shouldn't take it for granted. God wants us to use those blessings to draw closer to him. Then Paul says, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. God loves us. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us. We're the ones who allow the circumstances of life to distract us and keep us from growing closer to the love of God. From on God's end, he loves us. There is no issue. But on our end, we are the ones that put up roadblocks and thus hinder our relationship with God. So the future is, uh, can't keep us away from God. Paul, Paul says this is his testimony, that the future cannot keep them away from God. And, and, and by the future, there are those who are fixated on the future. They, 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 they are consumed uh, about knowing what tomorrow holds. Uh, you got necromancers and you got fortune tellers and you have uh, a me- mediums. You have all of these type of people that are fixated on what tomorrow brings. But the scriptures reminds us that tomorrow has its own problems. So, yes, we plan. But we're not consumed by tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Tomorrow has its own issues. We need to live for today, but yet plan in a healthy way. So Paul says, I'm not going to let anything to separate me from the love of God. And from God's perspective, uh, nothing is going to uh, uh, hinder the way that he loves us anyway. So dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves, who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So that's the doctrine of God's love. I pray that you've been helped. I pray that you learned something. And if this ministry uh, has been a blessing to you, we ask that you continue to pray for us. And also we ask that you consider becoming a financial partner. Uh, You can do so by going to our website, srministries.org, or uh, you can send a donation to P.O. Box 582306, L. Grove, California, 95758. Uh, remember, to always do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. May the Lord keep 
and bless you uh, for your faithfulness to his kingdom building and for you living your life in love. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.